Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, that was something. A uh, hmm, What's the best... Word, two words, three words, steaming pile fecal matter. That's four words. Hey, welcome to Afterburner. A 5-1 victory for the Chicago Blackhawks in Calgary. The Blackhawks now have four of a possible four points against the Calgary Flames with one game remaining in the season series. Back at uh, Barnburner headquarters, my name is Ryan Pinder, and there's Ryan Pike, our man on the scene, our, uh, our, our reporter down at the Dome, who's back at home after covering this game at the Dome tonight. Uh, Ryan, was this the worst Flames performance of the season that you get to, you know, grace us with your presence uh, on Afterburner? Was that what we just witnessed? Yes, they were. Really? In, uh, to, to phrase it in my recap uh, on FlamesNation.ca, they weren't particularly good at anything. Like, they're what worked tonight? Uh, Markstrom was fine. He did not... Look bad, but he didn't steal anything for them. Uh, the defensive zone play was bad. Their transition yes, game, right. bad. Yep. Neutral zone play, bad. Yeah. Puck management in the O-zone, bad. Yeah. Um, what, like special teams, 0 for 2. They Their first bad. power play, they got outshot by Chicago. First power play was awful. They, they, I think they would start declining them if this was the NFL, if you could just decline the power play. We'll, we'll just I, keep I the think, play. We don't want the yardage. I think uh, Flames alternate captain Michael Backlund put it best where he said he sort of, you know, asked some general thoughts in the game, sort of made a face, rattled off a couple of thoughts. And one of them was he thought Pelche was good and he thought everybody else needed to be a lot better. Yeah. And I mean, Pelche was fine, but like what worked tonight? I have one a bad team. What worked? One thing I know, like I, I, and I don't even know, I'm just assuming because the intermissions were on time. The puck was dropped and it was supposed to be. I think the Zamboni was working. So um, The Zamboni is working. The uh, the intermission programming was really good. They had okay. the Timbits kids playing in the first intermission, and they were pretty yeah. good. They, uh, they might have had a better night tonight if they just kept going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, some some days you don't have it, but, I mean, I I the, the thought process behind having a Daryl Sutter coach team, he, he mentioned this last year, and granted, different teams, he'll be the one that really emphasizes that whenever we talk to him about expectations yeah. this year versus last. Yeah. But last year, the you know, he, his phrasing was, if you don't have a good A game, you better have a good B game. Their B and game is dog shit, Ryan. I'm going to tell yeah. you right now. <laughs> it's like, like they're, they're – uh, they're uh, Julian McKenzie from the athletic uh, after the game we were talking about it. And he sort of like his comment was, is there a more Jekyll and Hyde team than the flames this year? And yeah. I, I haven't seen everybody to the extent I've seen the flames, but they're very schizophrenic. They, and you know, we'll, we'll probably end to this in a little bit. You take away Chris Tanev and nothing works in the blue line group. And they were, they were scrambly. They were, you know, they had a lot of, you know, zone exit plays that were basically, panicky passes to somebody's feet or a foot behind somebody or to a Blackhawk. And then all of a sudden, you know, Markstrom has to be sharp. And, yeah. you know, there, there was a, there was a lot of things that just were clunky and ugly and just plain bad. Yeah. And, and let's, um, let's just zoom out a bit here. Cause tonight was awful. They weren't good. Certainly a candidate for worst game of the year. Uh, the only game I have not watched this season was, was the Buffalo game. 
That was not close. I thought they were awful at home against St. Louis before they departed on the road at a Christmas time with a run of seven straight divisional games. Uh, it was a really disheartening loss when they dominated St. Louis through 40 and then fell in overtime. I thought they were pretty sloppy in Chicago. Uh, we're not just talking about, oh, it was a bad game. We're talking about a team that came into play as the 32nd team in the NHL. Uh, it's a 32-team league, and that's now twice they've lost to said 32nd place team this season. Um, the performance was awful, but this team is so much better than what we saw tonight. And it's a troubling uh, trend that, you know, they need overtime against Columbus, albeit a game where special teams was a nightmare and five on five, they're probably a little bit better. Um, it's just all those teams I mentioned, there's not a lot of world beaters there. None of those teams I mentioned were really good teams. In fact, all of them might miss the playoffs. I would think they probably will. Buffalo probably misses. St. Louis probably misses. Chicago misses. That's that's four of their first four of their worst losses of the season off the top of my head. Aside from X's and O's here, this team has a problem showing up and playing well when they seem to face off against bottom dwellers. There has not been an easy night where they just say, "Ah, oh, we're up four and let's tuck this thing in." This was a fire drill and. It, it's probably because they didn't show up and work hard enough. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, if you look at, the, I, I think the challenge is this, you know, you got to hold teams accountable for their wins and granted the Tampa Bay team, they put, they faced earlier in the homestand was playing. If correct me if I'm wrong, I think that was, it was an afternoon game and Tampa mm-hmm. Bay was playing their fourth game in six days. And yeah. So you're, you're facing a team that sort of had, get, you have the structural advantage of you're tired. Okay. The flames took it to them. The flames, outworked them the flames wore them down yeah and at their best i mean at their best the flames play a structured puck possession game which is designed to they hold on to the puck they wear you down they frustrate the hell out of you they make you make mistakes and then they capitalize and none of that was you know in, in a lot of the games that you rattled off yeah. there was none of that there's none of the structure none of the poise none of the patience i like I mentioned their their bad offensive zone play. How many times in this game did we notice blind passes to no one at the point or mm-hmm. attempted passes through the Royal Road that there was no lane to put them through? And so they'd hit a foot or hit an ankle or hit a stick or go just wide and go to go nowhere and clear the zone. Like when when your team is clearing the zone for the opposition, something's really you, you gotta make yeah. them work for it. You yeah. gotta you gotta make them work for their zone exits, and they weren't doing that. And I I just don't think even I'd say the backline the backline line with uh, combinations of you know Pelche and Manchipani, and later on you know Blake Coleman came back on that line. But they they were probably the Flames' best line. But they were you know they were okay at holding onto the puck and cycling, and they were probably the most dangerous line. But the the consistency throughout the lineup wasn't there, and mm-hmm. you know it's. It's it's not it's very disheartening that it's, they're sort of an etch a sketch team where they have two good games, three good games, and all of a sudden they sort of shake things up, and all of a sudden they're like, well, "What are they? Do you have to redraw this whole thing to figure out what you're doing?" Yeah, no, it's that that I think this homestand has, I think, been a microcosm of the season in a sense that they had an excuse to be bad, and they were against Colorado. It was a long road trip. They just got back. Um, you know, Rhett famously said days before it like they're gonna suck on friday which I, or thursday whatever it was their first game back against thursday uh colorado it's a wednesday sorry 7 30 yeah, wednesday. wednesday um and it was like okay that, that felt like rock bottom it was like geez like you're not quick enough colorado's back they just passed you, you by points percentage you drop out of a playoff spot and then to your point okay they might have been a little bit fatigued but it was a healthy colorado team relative to what they've had at other times or a healthy tampa bay club i think they had uh one minor injury that's it and and you blow the doors off tampa that's a finalist in each of the last three stanley cups and it was there they are and getting big saves and they they come back from 2-1 and they're applying pressure and then it's like oh you just have to finish your homestand with the two worst teams in the league maybe a tip of the cap to Anaheim, two of the three worst teams in the league. In fact, when they both came in, they were both 32nd in, in league standings. The Flames allowed Columbus to get a point, and they give two to Chicago tonight. So take away your X's and O's. Is this team 
struggling against bad teams or are we recency biasing the hell out of this thing? Cause it's the last two we saw. They just, they handled I mean, Tampa. I think J- Jonathan Huberto said it best. He was asked, Wes Gilbertson for post media asked that question more or less uh, after the game, sort of like his, to paraphrase, he was asking if the, the, you know, coming off that, that game in Chicago where they were, you know, they, they found ways to lose. He asked, Hey, you know, do you think you're underestimating these guys? And Huberto was like, it looks like it, doesn't it? And, yeah, you know, that's well, like, you know what? And Ryan, let's we have that clip, so let's listen right now. As you mentioned, Wes Gilbertson of Post Media talking to Jonathan Huberto. Nice goal to tie it up in the first. In fact, uh, felt like okay, they might be awake now, and here you go, you're the better team, take control in the final 40. Instead, uh, from that point forth, they get outscored four nothing. Here's Huberto post game. I know we just had a game in Chicago a few weeks ago. <clears throat> Oh, it sure looks like it. I mean, you know, I think they come in here and, you know, we know it's not the best team in the league. You know, they're the bottom of the standing and we can't disrespect that. You know, that's a lesson. And, you know, they came in and, and they played well. Yeah. Uh, here's one of the things that drives me nuts. Um, that's Jackson Stauber's second ever game in the NHL. Tell me about the best save he made or the, the time when the Flames made it really tough on him. I'll wait. There were, okay, late, late power play where they had the couple scramble chances in front. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and the game was there's over. And the yeah, game was over that point, right? If, if, if your goalie's having to make his first high-danger save or his first memorable save, late in the game, like Jacob Marsham is a lot busier in terms of high danger chances. And Marsham was good. Marsham made more great saves, but Marsham was asked to make more great saves than Stopper was. And I mean, full March of Jackson Stopper, he made the saves he had to make. uh, And I thought Chicago's players, like, you know, that, uh, that goal, that uh, flip pass from Kane, when both Flames defensemen just went to go cover him, like that's full marks. Like that's just, you know, setting wow. up Jake, Jason Dixon for that goal. I mean, Dickinson made a good, he made a good pass. He made a good shot. Great for him. But everything that allowed that to happen is kind of freaky. And then I, I was so terrified that Blake Coleman was seriously injured when he crashed into the board. It's like yes. Blake Coleman laying out to try to block, you know, break up the pass. Doesn't get all of it. Still goes to, to uh, Lafferty goes in the net and then he just crashes and burns and, he threw it. He was, he, you know, was slamming a stick against the boards. He was in pain. He was just, it was just that kind of a game for the flames. And I think great. It's good. It's great that, you know, guys are upset. It's great to see that Blake Coleman cares because, you know, I think they were looking for a spark. This is the type of game though. Like you mentioned, you know, the, how good they were against Columbus. I mean, they weren't great against Columbus, but they were the better team, but they had the, you know, you're playing Tampa Bay. Okay. It's the, it's Tampa Bay. It's, Florida's Florida's old rival. So a couple of your new guys are really amped up. Coleman used to play there. He'll mm-hmm. be amped up for whatever reason, history. And most of these guys, like none of the guys on the team right now, a few guys in hockey ops were with the flames in 04, but there's just an animosity throughout the organization towards Tampa Bay. And it just gives them a little bit of juice in this kind of game. So, well, or they're just good, Ryan. Like, let's not it's, it's, build the narrative. Like it was, it was a measuring stick and they showed up. It was, it was a good a team and they stick, worked hard. Right. And, and well, Coleman said after, after the game in Col- against Colorado, where they weren't very good, he's like, his comment was, you know, I think he was trying to poo poo the notion that they're, you know, that uh, they're, they're struggling. He's like, Hey, you know, we could we could just rattle off four game, four wins in a row heading into the break, and then that's all everybody's gonna be thinking about. And he was right; they could have rattled off four wins yeah. in a row. They were upset about how they played against in a measuring stick game against Colorado. Mm-hmm. They came out and you know kicked ass against Tampa. They were really good against Tampa. They were emotionally engaged because of the Johnny factor, the good Branson factor against Columbus, and they were in that game. There was it had a weird atmosphere, like a weirdly tense atmosphere for a Monday against you know, Columbus in January, mm-hmm. oh, but yeah. it, it worked. Like they were able to, to use the energy. Well, there was like no atmosphere, no energy, no juice against Chicago. And yeah. if you're Chicago and you're playing on the road against teams that are better than you, you love that because you can just do your thing and just grind out kind of an ugly win. And in a game that didn't have a lot of emotion, the flames allowed Chicago to dictate far more than they did. Yeah, it was an easy game for Chicago. That, that, that was not hard. Um, one of the things 
they struggled with. It wasn't like they didn't have chances. They just didn't turn chances into scoring chances. Um, and, and I have some notes that, uh, you know, I was working very hard tonight. Uh, I'll read to you in the first period. Uh, two on one, Manjapani and Coleman. It's it's Manjapani's pass, misses, it's off a skate, just misses. Or it was shot wide, one of the two. Uh, power play, they can't set up the zone in the first. A four on two, uh, no shot. That's when the net came flying off. There was a yard sale. Coleman shot misses the net. Coleman on a two-on-one again. They, I don't believe they got a shot or he settled for something that wasn't great. Like, they just... If you have a four-on-two, you got to hit the goddamn net. And I know that's, you know, like, what, if you're picking a corner and it goes in, we're all applauding you, and that's an inch away from us saying hit the net. But they had chances early, and they really didn't do anything to test the netminder in his second-ever game in this league. They did not make life difficult on the Hawks. And it, it was the scariest part, and you alluded to it earlier, and we'll probably get to it now, the amount of defensive breakdowns this club had. It's just, this doesn't look like a Sutter team defensively. I, I think all the ingredients are there for this to be a Daryl team. They have goalies that have been good or can be good. They look like they had a deep blue line. They do have a lot of checking, grinding, forechecking, physical forwards but where it doesn't match up they're 15th in goals against in the league that is nowhere near where they should be if they're playing the way daryl wants that is a massive massive problem here is okay i started talking about not creating chances offensively whatever this team is wrong when they are loose defensively and that's been way too often for a daryl coach team and and yeah there's some changes here but more up front than on the blue line. Like, you lost two of your best six defensemen, one to personal issues, the other to free agency. Um, there's a lot of continuity there. You brought in a good player in Mackenzie Weger, and too many nights, there's grade A chances, odd man rushes, simple mistakes, simple plays that are instead mistakes. Like, Zadorov and Weger both don't cover the same guy. I know it's Patrick Kane, but you don't both go to him. It's a two-on-two. Two. Figure out who the fuck is covering who. Don't go to the same guy. I'll, I'll, I'll add a bit to that. I'll, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a nice thing about a player and then say a mean thing about another player. So it's not just the defenseman, though. And I think that's okay. the frustrating part because okay, here's an example. So the Flames had that bad power play in the beginning of the first period, in the middle of the first period, and then Daryl hit shuffle. And we had some new lines. One mm -hmm. of the new lines was they put Pelche on the back of the line. And yep. so first shift I, I noticed with the Pelche on that line, Chicago and Patrick Kane actually with a puck carrier, Flames turn over the, you know, Chicago get, grabs loose puck, starts heading toward through the neutral zone. And the F3, the first forward back in the neutral zone, the winger, mm -hmm. is Pelche. And he notices, hey, guy in white is heading up into the zone. And he hauls ass back and granted, you know, Patrick Kane, despite his age, is still fast. Pelche just gets his stick in the lane, just starts poking, you know, just gets his stick in there so that, you know, Kane can't make a pass once he enters the zone. He's a little bit flustered, and they turn the puck over and go the other way. Good little play. On the, the, first, Chicago, on the first Chicago goal, Milan Lucic, in the exact same kind of situation, can't quite catch up. And Milan Lucic, his skating style is like a train getting going. So it takes a while to get the speed and then he can't slow down quickly enough because of momentum. And so he ends up doing the drive-by on the puck carry, just sort of like a, a quick little swat on his way past. And there is no disruption. Chicago establishes his own and is able to do a lot of things. And I don't, I don't put defensive play, defense its own play all on the defenseman. You need to have your your especially on the rush your F three your first for back yep. there to disrupt because if you disrupt then it's oh D to D pass and you're out again great if they don't come back deep enough or they don't disrupt on the way back and mm -hmm. I think that's the detail right now that's really frustrating when you're watching the Flames when the their game is off because the first thing that that you know the canary in the coal mine for them is their transition play their ability to make those quick passes and get out of the zone. Yeah. The other canary the coal mine is their F3 getting back and disrupting. And it was so inconsistent in this game. And it made Chicago's life so much easier. They were able yeah. to hit the Flames' blue line with speed, with numbers. Like they're, they, they were having the time of their life. It was like a shooting gallery. 
Yeah, well, and look, F3, I'm sure there, there's issues there. When it's a two-on-two, you both don't go to the same guy. And then also, if you're Noah Hannafin and your partner's already pinched, um, you might also not want to pinch. <laughs> Otherwise, double. you have Jonathan Huberto <laughs> as the last man back, and then Blake Coleman as the second defender. Um, let's not try that one again, folks, shall we? Mis- mistakes were made. Many, many mistakes were made. Okay, so you mentioned Markstrom. Let's have a look. We got we got a montage of some Markstrom saves. Um and in fact, we'll, we'll go this way. Uh, our, our cheers of the game is for BK Beaufort Liquor. You know where they're located, Pike, right across from Windsport on your way out of town on the Trans-Canada. Uh, stop in, maybe grab a bottle of something nice on your way to maybe Jasper tomorrow. Are they open early enough for me? I'll be passing by. Uh, say hi to Mandeep and the crew, as all the uh, Flames do. And, you know, we've seen lots of photos. Lanny. Jerome and others stopping by to say hello. Do the same. Say hi to Mandeep over at BK Beaufort Liquor. Who's your cheers of the game, Ryan? I'm going to go with uh, Jacob Markstrom. He Was he Jacques Plant? Was he covering up all the Flames' mistakes? No. I'm pretty sure he wants that first goal back, uh, the one that sort of handcuffed him a bit. But overall, if you look at the, the goals he gave up, so many of them were just weird, dumb things happening in front of him. And he would have need to, you would have almost need to have two goalies in net to cover up for some of those mistakes. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're going to give Markstrom it, it tonight, it makes sense. He, he was hung out to dry. The, the quality of chance was way too high. He didn't have a lot of help. I still think he doesn't look right. <laughs> um, and I think he competed tonight, but like, I'm seeing this guy's name bar on TV too often. You know what I mean? It's like Kari Ramo vibes. Like you may make the first save, but you're not in a position to make a second save from whatever reason. And Dan Vladar in similar spots is positioned to make second saves. He's not flailing or overcommitting. Um, and we saw it on that highlight pack. He makes a great save, but he's literally looking into the corner. His name bars on TV. If there's someone to grab a rebound, He's not there. So I will accept your cheers to Jacob Markstrom, who got completely laid out. Like, look at this. There he is. Oh, there's the Dame bar. His ass is facing the puck at the right point. Like, he is not playing good hockey right now. I admire the effort. He kept them in this. It was 1-1 through 20 minutes. This loss is not on him. But um, he, he's not right. He's he, he, This might be the worst year of his career since establishing himself and- as a starter. And if you look at how they've been managing the goaltenders last few games, I mean, if we're being honest here, they've kind of been leaning on Dan Vildar the last little bit. Why would you? Getting the starter starts. I mean, your your first half of back-to-back, you're playing a god-awful Chicago team. And this this seemed like a game from a scheduling standpoint. If if we were sitting down with the Flames goaltending staff and saying, okay, when do you want to put Markstrom in? This seemed like the game to, to do it. It's against the Chicago team. They they end up not having Jonathan Taves, mm-hmm. you know, because of the right, late scratch, they, yeah. So they, they, you know, they they didn't have it wasn't exactly a murderer's row. This isn't exactly the, you know, the, the murderer's row of Madison. It is the 22-23 Chicago Blackhawks who are dreaming of Adam Fantilli or Connor Bedard or Bedard. Theo Carlson. Yeah, they're not they're going to get one of those three guys. <laughs> they're yeah. they're, they're going to be a team. Some, some, you know, we'll get into this at another time at another place. Some team is going to settle for Adam Fantini Fantilli, Fantilli, yeah. Yeah. and be like, oh, dang, we end up getting a really good. Well, oh, I mean, shucks. Ask Buffalo about Eichel. I, I think th- when, this is a year you want to be bad, and there's many teams aware of it. The Hawks players and coaches aren't trying to lose. Their GM has put together a lineup that assuredly will finish in the bottom three here. Yeah, K- Kyle Davidson understood the assignment, and yes. they're going to get worse. Like, this is Oh, this yeah, Athanasio, that- Domi, McCabe. <laughs> I mean, yes, anyone that's on the top half of the roster whose deal's coming up soon, you're gone. This is. It'd be silly I, I would, not to. I would say anyone good on Chicago free your best offer. Like they're they're. Yeah, they're, if you're not like young, yes, a hundred percent. Okay, so uh, you're gonna cheers uh, Jacob Markstrom. Although we acknowledge this is um, Markstrom still, despite uh, the cheer, a lack of other options. Else, uh, Pelche got some love from Backlund there. I I think he's playing with pace, but I, I also want to see him 
you know, get on the score shoot here before drastic things could happen with the coach. I think he needs to start bearing some chances. Not that he's not looking good. Um, I don't know. Am I crazy on that? I'll say this. I mean, it felt like from Daryl's comments after the game, he mentioned, you know, he's trying to, you know, he thought Jonathan was all, all, all over it and wanted to put him with guys with some poise. Pelche was really good. Pelche was doing smart things. He wasn't panicking. He was keeping his shift short. He was doing, you know, smart little things here and there. And then he was just getting the hell off the ice. And, yeah. you know, despite all that, like he almost doubled. I think he, he might've doubled his previous season high for ice time. So he went from like 650 to seven something to 1520. Good. And yeah. Okay. He was, yeah. you know, he, he was good. He was used like a guy they were using to get a spark out of other lines. And when you finish, when you finish the game playing with Kadri and Huberdo, okay, good. Good for you. Like, I think that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty good. I think the question is, can he be a guy that can give them a little bit more? Because this was the type of night where, you know, the, this, this is the type of team that, you know, Daryl has said. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That sometimes when he aligns the, the roster construction, they don't have <laughs> guys who can be difference makers and they have yeah. to do it by committee. And sometimes you know, like the, Walker Doerr is in the lineup because Walker Doerr does not hurt you. And occasionally mm-hmm. Walker Doerr makes the hell of a play and makes you go, huh? Walker, do, they got him for nothing. He was a free agent, huh? Yeah. So if you if you're Pelche, I mean, he's shown well in the three games he's been in. But can he, you know, uh, on Friday against Seattle, can he go into Seattle on a night where they're going to be pissed off about their performance tonight, mm-hmm. and they're going to need a spark? They're going to play a, in a in a tough building against a good team on the road. They're going to need a spark. So can forty nine be a difference maker in that kind of way? Give them a little bit more to get them get them going in the game they're, they're definitely gonna need to get going in yeah i'll give him my cheers i, I think you, you've convinced me I, I the ice time is i didn't notice that 15 21 that is absolutely he, 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 he had surpassed his 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 previous high halfway through the second period yeah there you go and, and i get it like he's going uh, i've liked him i just i've been waiting for the coach to like him and i think tonight is it might have been again not unlike the markstrom uh, cheers a lack of better options because not a lot of guys were going tonight, but uh, th- that's good to see. If if you want Jacob Pelche to be around this club a while longer, the coach playing him, uh, as you noted, like double his previous high. That's, that's a significant development in an ugly five, one loss. So, uh, Hey, raise your glass, Mike. We're going to cheers to Markstrom and Pelche. All right. Very good for BK Beaufort liquor, man deep coming up to Jasper this weekend. Going to be good. I hope you guys have fun and uh, don't get in too much trouble. I also hope we have fun and don't get arrested. <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're good. We got a lot of wives on the trip. Everyone's going to be well behaved. There's no problems. 
No problem. I, I heard the Oilers Nation guys are bringing all their ladies. So, like, you know, they're yeah. going to be well behaved or behaved. Oh, enough. of course. Yes. Yeah. 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 We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, no Tanev. We talked about it. They're 1 7 and 2 without him. You're around these scrums more than uh, anyone else at Flames Nation. Give us your vibes on. Oh, he's not going to play the next two, and that'll get us through the All-Star break. Did you hear that as a, he'll be back after the All-Star break or that they're hoping it'll be soon after? They, they, they didn't quite rule out a long-term injury, it, but all it, the, the messaging was that this this is they might have dodged a bullet. It felt like next two and we'll see. I think the, the term was, you know, it, it wasn't the worst-case scenario. Uh, it looked bad when it happened. So I think everyone mm-hmm. is very glad that – we didn't hear the the surgery word kicked around, yeah, yeah. but also, I mean, well, like it depends. He's 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 one of those guys that's always kind of banged up. That's just mm-hmm. the style of game he plays. And maybe you know, a week off gives him a chance just to relax. They put him in an ice bath for a full week and then sort of see how he feels. But I think they're probably going to be trying just to let him reset and then see how things go. But that that first practice back after the break is going to be really interesting because they they're going. You know, they go to Seattle, then they come home, and they take their break and then they their first game back is i believe no, monday somewhere. night in new york yep. so i guess the rangers so i mean that's, yeah nine days they could go anywhere they'd probably go to cabo and back rather than here who knows i i have a feeling i'm gonna see some guys on my flight on sunday where are you flying sunday i'm going to hawaii on sunday oh baby wow pike living large cashing those flames nation checks baby yeah, I, I I'm not going to Jasper because I'm just gonna it, rather than rather than spending my time by the mountain, I'm spending my time by mm-hmm. volcanoes. Well, I mean, it's minus fifteen or plus thirty. It's up to you. Everyone, I, I kind of I'd call it a push to each their own. Yeah, no, it'll be good. But yeah, I I think uh, he's such an. I would say Tanev is the backland of the defensive yeah. group. Where yeah. if yeah. you have a backland to anchor that middle six group backland plays second unit power play first unit penalty kill, you know, basically all the high leverage minutes that you want to free up Lindholm for offensive opportunities. That's what he, he, when he and mm-hmm. Uyghur together, they're a very good borderline elite shutdown pair. The offense yeah. doesn't exist, but yeah. that's stuff they're paying him for when you don't have him. We yeah. See the defense is dog shit. Um, yeah. It's, and people are on Twitter like, "Dang, you're blaming Tanev. You're crazy." Like, oh, I'm not blaming anything. Like Tanev in tonight would have given you one good defender. That that might be the only one they had tonight. But it's just a trend that is hard to ignore because it's not just the the nine games he's missed this year. It's the series against the Oilers, and even when he came back with one limb, you could just see how that settled things down defensively. And I'm not here to say that they beat Chicago. Uh, if Tanev's in, what I am here to say is that they're noticeably much more leaky and less stable defensively when he's gone. And I think I used a bunch of double negatives there, so I'm sorry yeah. if there's... Uh... Well, and, you know, let's let's be honest. Like, they're the team's best transition, like, they're, 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 they're kill it and move it out pairing last year was Shillington and Tanev. If yeah. guys came in with speed, one of those two guys would angle them out Take the puck from them, pass the other guy. They'd be up the ice before you realize what's happened. And no Shillington this year has made the team's transition game noticeably slower. And you take away Tanev, who, despite you know he he's not you know he's not Shillington level in his you know his uh, his mobility, but he plays fast. He just yeah. he processes things and he goes, okay, do this, do this route. And he's also probably the best communicator with his pairing partners on the ice. And you brought up, you know, the the whoopsie on the the, the Dickinson goal with both yeah. guys going to it. It's guys that don't play together a lot, yeah. just going to the same guy and not saying, "Oh, it's I got it. I'm going over here." No, and he, I, I I I have not watched it enough times, but my hunch is um, you've got Zadorov on the right playing his offside, Uyghur on the left when he's supposed to be playing the right, and then Kane's there, so they're both like, "Ooh, Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane." So Uyghur's like, well, I'll just slide over because I'm the right side guy. And Zorro's like, well, this is Kane. I can't leave him be. And next thing you know, Jason Dickinson's all alone in the slot. I mean, I think them being on the wrong side of the ice maybe helps that mistake. I'm not justifying yeah. it. You can't. And, it's a two-on-two. Two. Take a man. A lot of, a lot but of times, they were on the wrong side, right? A lot of times 
in the flame zone. Like if somebody's coming in and he's the lone four checker with the puck and yeah. like stone and stone and Zadorov do this a lot when they're playing together, where if stone, you know, is too far away, Zadorov just cuts over and just goes crosses over and just pinches them out. And yeah. you can get away with that when the, the third forward is way the hell back. Like if he's, if he's already back high the zone and you only have one opposition forward anywhere near anything, Great, you can get away with that. You can just angle them off and t- take the puck away. But the situational awareness for both those guys, yeah, and, you know, the, the four, I have no idea where the hell the forwards were on that one too, but the, the, I think a lot of guys just were not doing good things away from the yeah. puck in this game. That's fair. That totally is. Uh, okay, it's time for buy it or sell it for Derek Newman of the Newman Deans Real Estate Group with CAR Realty. Uh Send him an email, dnewman at carrealty.ca or give him a call, 403-619-6661. Pike, I don't know if you knew it. You now have a friend in real estate in Derek Newman. How about that? You might have multiple I, friends. I did. I did know that Derek is my friend in real estate. There you are. Very good. Okay, so I'm going to give you a comment. Buy it means, yeah, I agree. Sell it's like, nah, I'm not taking the bait. That is not correct. Pay attention. The Flames are not one of the best eight teams in the Western Conference. Buy or sell. And I can give you some context while you think, if you'd like. Okay. The loss tonight drops them to ninth in points. Tenth by points percentage. They're 19th in the league. That's out of the top 16 by points percentage. They are 23rd on the power play, 19th in goals for, 15th in goals against, 15th, in five-on-five scoring. The only things they're in the top third in the league at, penalty kill, shots for, shots against, the shot margins, we get it. Um, They haven't resulted in in necessarily the scoring chance margins that would be comparable, but this is who they are through 49 games. The results say bye, because, like, definitively, so far, like, they're, they're a team that has, you know, they've, the shape of their game has been good, but the details haven't been. And granted, I mean, you know, Dom Lasession at the Athletic noted like they, you know, I think Dom still has them eighty-ish percent for. Yep, they're eighty-four this morning. Yeah, I think they might be down. They're obviously down a little bit, but they're around eighty mm-hmm. percent uh, for make the playoffs. And people going, oh, you know, the Flames, you know, how? But the, the Flames have the second easiest uh, schedule from here on out. But as Dom noted halfway through the game on Twitter, yep. they have to beat the teams that they're playing and. They've they've had trouble against some of the the lesser lights. So right now, until they can show they can rattle off a few against the odds and sods of the league, I think yeah. you have to buy. Uh, I'm with you. I'm buying it. I, I mean, I, I have been preaching patience and that you know players are going to more likely be the players they've been their whole careers than suddenly look like different people. But um, Jonathan Huberto is not a game breaker. He's not a superstar this year, and. Certainly not on line with Lucic and Kadri has he been that. I, I didn't mind seeing Pelche there for a bit tonight. Jacob Markstrom is not getting Vesna votes this year. He had got a significant number of them in two of the last three seasons. And for whatever reason, a group that prides himself um, in terms of Daryl and his coaching philosophies on being tight defensively has given up way too many high danger chances, odd man rushes, like simple defensive breakdowns, not playing two-on-ones properly. Um, I think absolutely they could be a playoff team when all is said and done, but they need people to start getting back to, you know, who they are when things are going well. Jacob Markstrom, you know, Manjapani in the second half starting to look better on that line with Backlund and Coleman for sure. Um, you know, I love that goal from Huberto, but it, it kind of doesn't mean anything when you allow the next four. They aren't one of the best eight right now. They're just not. They're not going to catch Colorado, in my opinion. If Edmonton gets any semblance of goaltending and defense, they're not going to catch them because you know they can shoot the lights out. I don't like their team versus Minnesota between now and the end of the year who can collect more points. So who are you going to reel in? Never mind the Nashville one, I think, is now on points percentage past them. Um, I, I think you could finish ahead of Nashville quite easily. Like You're almost counting on someone like L.A. stubbing their toe. Like... I I like those projection models, and Dom's is one of the best public models out there. He gambles against Vegas every year and wins. That's crazy. But it, it's tough to believe in this group when you see the scale of, like, brain farts they make defensively because I think this this whole the whole way Daryl coaches is, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take back some offense, 
because we need to be really solid on defense and they're not even that. So now you're a team that struggles to score and you're shitty defensively. Yeah. I mean, like what's the identity of this team this year? Cause they, they, you know, the watch, the, the coach the, fighting with the media, the, the thought process <laughs> was, well, they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to like, they lost a lot of goals. Like no one, you can't dress it up. They lost sure. two and a half. Monaghan was a half man at that point. Cause his body was so banged up. But thankfully, Hopefully he's healthy again. He's having a good season. But yet, if three guys who are really reliable scorers and really good players for you. And so, yeah, you lost them and it sucks. But, you know, the, you're replacing them with Nazem Kadri, who really seemed to fit the DNA of this team and has been pretty mm-hmm. good. Yep. But I thought, the, I think the thought process was okay, like, you know, Kadri will give you a little bit of the, the nastiness that Kachuk brought, and we will make the defensive group a little bit better. And then even, mm-hmm. even when we found out that, that Shillington wasn't going to begin the year with the seat with the team, people were like, you know, they, you know, they have they went out and they got some guys, but Nick Maloche has been even at the American League level disappointing. Uh Yusuf Alamaki had a bad camp and then got claimed on waivers. And good for him. He's having a, a great season and he just re-signed with for another season with Arizona. I mean Great. That's the way waivers are supposed to work. Guys who aren't fitting and aren't clicking in one area get a chance to go somewhere else, but it hurts Calgary's depth. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone really expected that the seventh best defenseman on the Flames would be Dennis Gilbert, because if Dennis Gilbert, all due respect to Dennis Gilbert, love the player. He's very good for the costs he's given them. He's been good in every league they've played him in. If Dennis Gilbert is a guy that you're going, man, thank God Dennis Gilbert is here you probably have some death issues. And Brad, Brad Trilliving said this the first day of training camp, he was asked about the team's defensive depth. And this was after we found out that Chillington wasn't starting the season mm-hmm. here. His exact phrasing. I always remember this was it's, it's only depth that they perform. And yeah. I would argue they haven't had depth because the guys haven't performed and yeah. it's, it's been an issue. And, you know, I don't think there's a cavalry coming. And I think, you know, even if Shillington comes back, it'll take him a while to get going and who knows oh, yeah. what he's going to be like. So like, it's, I think the def- team defense is a huge problem and I don't know what's going to make it better. Yeah. That's well put. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're without two, half of their top four from last year right now. Shillington zero games, Tanev missing his ninth tonight, one, six and two without Tanev. Uh, do you remember that Sunday against San Jose that they won without the Tanev? magical Sunday. It was yeah. a weird hockey game. It sure was. Uh, okay, so that is uh, buy it or sell it for Derek Newman of the Newman Deans Real Estate Group with CIR Realty. Give him a call, 403-619-6661. He's not a vampire. I have to clear that up. Uh, the last afterburner, Dean went a little haywire. Um, people were texting, asking if he was a vampire. Uh, Derek Newman, not a vampire, but a very good real estate agent. So there you have it. If there's any, you know, concern or confusion surrounding things there. <laughs> He's going to get, Derek's going to get the weirdest. He's get more text. Yeah, He's getting more. It's like, was there afterburner? Yeah, there was afterburner last night. Damn it, you guys. Um, Seattle tomorrow. Here's the thing with the Flames, Ryan, and I think you might agree with me. They looked awful tonight. It was a really, really, really bad game. That's a strong candidate for the worst game they'll play in the 82-game regular season. I kind of think they might be good tomorrow. (laughs) And that's on the road, with travel, without Tanev. Maybe Dennis Gilbert comes in and Connor Mackey goes away. But I wouldn't be surprised. It's a schedule loss against a divisional opponent in a building that is becoming very tough to play against between a good hockey club and a terrifying mascot. I mean... (laughs) That's that's a tough building to play against, and I I agree. With you. I think you know they're going to be playing their number one goalie Dan Hildar oh, most likely, and yeah. they're going to be a group that gets off that plane pissed off. And it better good, be good. Yeah. So I I think we'll you know it's I always say you always know what Flames team you're going to get in the first ten minutes, and pay attention to their breakouts. If they have those quick breakouts and they can play with some speed, watch out Seattle. If but if it's more of you know one and done or pucks that hit feet or miss guys by nine feet or something, then yeah. it could be another long night and it's going to be a late start. So having to, if, if fans have to stay up an extra hour to watch a game that was anywhere close to as bad as the one we just saw, people are going to be kind of cranky heading into the all-star break. 
They get four of eight points on this homestand with the loss tonight. Wins over Columbus and Tampa, but not against Colorado. And last place, Chicago. Although they did give a point to last place, Columbus, three days ago. So it's all confusing. They'll have a chance to make it, what would it be? Six of their possible 10 points heading into the break with a win over Seattle. They're going to need that. Uh, solid effort against a team that I don't think is going away in the Pacific. In fact, by points percentage, they're first in the Pacific. They do not necessarily have superstars up front, but uh, reading some on uh, social around the the Seattle team and how they're built, they're not even getting spectacular goaltending. They're just deep as hell at forward. They got a lot, like lines deep of guys that, oh, the hill of 20, hill of 20, hill of 20. And surprising to everyone they're a top five offensive team in the league in terms of goals for, in fact, top three yeah. for most of the season. And they're, they're getting goals from the guys you'd hope they get goals from, but they're getting goals from, you know, odd places. Like I didn't think anyone did. Did anyone really bet on a Sam Gagne offensive huh. renaissance this year? But he's been, he's been really good for them. And he doesn't Ellie Tolvanen good. off waivers. Yeah. yeah like, like... Again, <laughs> this is how waivers is supposed to work. Like Tolvanen goes to a, a place that need, that had an opening and they gave him a chance and he's been a great fit. And that's kind of, that's kind of Seattle's whole thing where they've been, you know, last year they basically took whoever they could get and they sold off a lot of pieces and everyone knew they would be, they'd be selling off a lot of pieces. So it was a weird year. A lot of guys were hurt. A lot of guys got sick. It was, it was just a, not great first year, but I think they, you know, they went through that process with eyes open. And when people go, oh, they'll learn from this. Seattle learned from that season. They kept the right guys. They they haven't had Chris Drieger all year, mm-hmm. and they they haven't missed a beat. They've they've have depth in every position, and I would argue they don't have any elite players yet because yep. Shane Wright is still very young and, and Beniers will be there. Yeah, <laughs> but they're they're you know they they're they're ahead of schedule. They're good. They're well coached. They're deep. They're fast. They play structured hockey, mm-hmm. and they're the type of team that you can beat them. But you're gonna have to, you know, be prepared to get your ass kicked a bit to to get two points out of their building. Yeah, and and uh, if you want to play defense, the back half of the puck, gonna need that tomorrow, fellas. Uh, you were hinting at it before we got on air. You think uh, Mackey out? Gilbert in as a thing, or is it no skate, no practice for Gilbert? So the coach might be hesitant. What's your read on that? They, they've been, I'd be, I wouldn't, nothing at this, at this point would surprise me. I think we're, we're going to see Dan Vladar because that's just how it's going to work. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wouldn't bet against seeing one or both of Rizicka or Mackey. Maybe they go 11-7 because mm. that way they can try some different things on the, on the blue line. Right. Maybe they, I, I think it's going to be one of those things where we're going to get surprised at warm up because uh, I think the, the coaching staff was unhappy with a lot of different players and you yeah, can't I think bench so. everybody. No, if, if you bench the guys that were bad, I think you'd have Pelche, Vladar, Rzichka, and uh, Gilbert on the ace. Yeah, but Gilbert, like, Gilbert's played a lot of they like games him. for the team. Yeah. And he plays he plays a really low low energy, low risk, low, you know, he, 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 he it sounds very boring and it's not. He's, he fights. No, he's in your face. He's but glassing it's, out. Yeah. That, those are yeah. the two things he does. And it's low risk. Yeah. yeah. He's been, he's been good for them and he's been the same guy. He plays a very predictable style of play. And if you're a coach after the unpredictability of the, the defense that you saw oh, on man. Thursday night, I think some predictability would be nice. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the 3-1 and 4-1 goals felt like the ba- the backbreakers in this game. Uh, down 2-1 to Chicago early or midway through the second isn't a death sentence at all. This is one of the easiest teams to score on in the league. But 3-1, you get two defensemen going over to Kane. Dickinson all alone, makes no mistake. And then 4-1, uh, 2-D caught up ice. It was it was Huberto. Yeah, so well, let's have a little look here. There's Markstrom allowing... Let's see where we're at. This is probably the second one yet. Yeah, looked like that did that tip off a body through a screen of sorts. Yeah. Boris Kachuk. Both both of the guys that got back for Hagel scored tonight. Never mind the two first rounders. And and Luke Philp got his first NHL. Oh point. my God. Yeah. Former flame against the Flames. Never seen that before. And then yeah, here you are. Uh how 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 is Jonathan Huberto last man back? The hell is going on, guys? And then yeah, why not an empty netter for good measure, eh? Oof. Ah, that's a hoof. We should have we should have set that to to the Betty Hill theme. 
Yeah, I don't know that we've got uh, the the copyright for the Benny Hill theme <laughs> on this particular platform. But uh, Pike, thank you for doing this. You know what you've earned. You should go have a cold beer at a bar somewhere. Maybe like while you're doing work sometime. Do Do you have any examples of how Pike could reward himself for coming on Afterburner? You get a pen, some paper, cold beer, settle in for something uh, to you know. Pen and paper. I don't have. I have far too much work to do. There's maybe a game a, tomorrow. Maybe a pen from a bartender and a some, napkin. Could you do that? Some, to... some of us. Some of us work. Uh, work non-school nights. Hmm. Oh, Friday like night. Block. I'm going to be covering a hockey game. I will be in a pub's drinking beer, and the hockey might be on. Question mark. Pike, thank you. Appreciate it. Five one. Yeah. See, look at this. Is me working. <laughs> a little flyby. Let's show you my. My napkin? I didn't have it written down, but if I needed to, yeah. You're prepared. That's right. Uh, drinks on me next time we see you there, all right? I'll, I'll hold you to that. Kick your ass at NBA Jam, sucker. Oh, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing this. Appreciate your work. Uh, always enjoy the conversations. I have more I want to talk to you about. Uh, not today, but we'll do this again sometime soon. I'd love to bring you in studio uh, for one of the barn burners. Uh, when, you know, we get a lot more time or someone's on vacation, things like that. Uh, I just, I, I really enjoy how thorough you are. Your knowledge of the CBA is sensational and never mind just the whole organization, organizational depth chart. Um, and of course, arena goings on as well. And you've hinted that there's the, uh, something happening on Monday. So the day I get back from vacation, they have a meeting. There you go. Now plug your work. Where can we find you? And, uh, the best places to support Mr. Pike. Right now, the, the best place to support me and Pinder and Boomer and everyone in, in our little family is going to flamestation.ca. There you uh, go. We have articles, columns, rundowns, prospect stuff, uh, the best Wranglers coverage you're going to find anywhere. And no I'll kidding. Fight yeah. anyone that says otherwise. Page and Gould uh, cover the hell out of that team. Uh, and as we uh, get towards the trade deadline, you know, uh, our, our Robert Munich has been just diving deep into a lot of uh, a lot of trade targets that'll continue. And uh, it's going to get, we're going to have more stuff as the year goes on. And uh, eventually we'll transition into draft coverage where we'll profile some of the most obscure young children you've ever heard of. Mm. Uh, they're young children to us because Fender and I are in our thirties, but uh, incorrect. I'm actually in my twenties uh, or I'm 41. You're, you're aging backwards. No comment right? either you're way. You're aging yes. backwards. Yeah. The man bun takes off uh, 12 years. I'm in my twenties. Uh, Pike, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, find him on Twitter, writing at flamesnation.ca and uh, the odd bit of uh, flames nation video as well. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Five, one flames lose better not suck like that tomorrow, fellas, or it'll be a miserable all-star break. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.